In 1896, many birds were killed, so women of high social standing in the United States could wear hats made with their feathers. Two women, Mina Hall and Harriet Hemingway of Boston, Massachusetts, asked their friends to help stop the practice. They chose to name their group the Massachusetts Audubon Society, after John James Audubon, a naturalist famous for his paintings of American birds. Now, 125 years after its founding, the organization, along with nearly 500 Audubon Society chapters, faces a problem with another side of Audubon's life. He owned enslaved people and opposed freeing them. In the year since George Floyd was killed by Minneapolis police, Audubon chapters have promised to do more to correct the wrongs of the past. The groups are employing people from different racial groups and finding ways to make natural spaces more welcoming to people of color. It is part of a broader change within the wider environmental movement. There has been criticism of the movement for years because of its racist beginnings and lack of diversity. Last autumn, Mass Audubon published a document recognizing how Audubon's family wealth came in large part from running a Caribbean sugar farm. It has also promised to have people of color make up 25% of its leadership committee and hopes to open more wildlife refuges in communities of color. The National Audubon Society, which is based in New York, has similarly looked into its history in a series of writings. And the Sierra Club publicly apologized last July for the racist views of its founder, John Muir. Muir had called American Indians dirty savages. The group has also promised to spend $5 million to increase its environmental justice work. Recently, the Sierra Club said it supports repayments to blacks for the damage caused by slavery. Debbie Ndai founded the outdoor group Black People Who Hike. At this point, if people are not part of what they're trying to protect, that's an issue, she said. David O'Neill is president of Mass Audubon. He agreed, if we don't get younger and we don't get more diverse, we're not going to have people to advocate on behalf of nature, and that's not good for anyone. Green 2.0 is a Washington, D.C.-based group that puts out a yearly report on diversity in the environment. It reports that the nation's largest environmental groups added on average six people of color to their workforce and only three to their leadership between 2017 and 2020. Andres Jimenez is head of Green 2.0. He said green organizations appear to me making progress on improving staff diversity. But their leadership remains mostly white. More change is needed at the top of the organizations, he added. Another movement for change, Bird Names for Birds, 
is to stop using names of birds that honor slaveholders and white supremacists. That effort started last summer after an argument between a black bird watcher and a white woman with her dog in New York's Central Park. The video of the event was widely seen, producing hashtag Black Birders Week and other similar efforts to show that black nature enthusiasts face discrimination and other dangers in the outdoors. Christian Cooper, the bird watcher, is also a leading member of the New York Audubon Society. He said his chapter has been trying to draw more diverse members through small events like last month's Juneteenth birdwatching and picnic. The organizations that are having the most success are those that are trying new things, Cooper said. He added that fixing hundreds of years of unfair treatment is hard and uncomfortable work. Back at Mass Audubon, O'Neill says the organization has added new members so that 17% of them are people of color. Its workforce of more than 950 is now about 65% white. I'm Jill Robbins.